Transmitting directly from the launch pad. Bringing blue collar to your cell tower. The rock and roll libertarian himself. It's time to blast off with Johnny Rocket. Hey, this is Blast Off with Johnny Rocket, and I'm here with my Ray of Truth Miss, Raylene Lightheart. Bam! Yay! How's it going, Johnny? I'm doing well. How you doing? Oh my gosh, I'm loving the summer. I'm, Are you I'm really? loving that. Yeah, I can lay outside in the sun and and uh, not worry about any germs or bacteria like everybody else is in the same way and, and just forget about the state of the world for a little while. Yeah, I've been, uh, yeah, like the thing with me is I haven't been in town. Like I'm, I'm in Arizona, but I haven't been in like Phoenix. Yeah, you've been a rambling man. I've been like, yeah, just all like on horseback and <laughs> with like, like <laughs> weapons and on with my Hawaiian shirt on a mule, all right? <gasps> Yeah, yeah, and I've been going up to uh, Flagstaff, Two-headed Arizona. Two-headed ass. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, on an ass, of course. And uh, I've been going to Flagstaff, and it's nice there. But everyone's like, oh, I, don't you love it? It's so nice. There's trees, and you're 7,000 feet elevation. And I'm like, no, I hate it. And again, I'm going to keep saying how much I hate Flagstaff. And everyone's like, it's the trees, though, Johnny. I'm like, fuck the trees. Okay, don't say F the trees. I love the trees. I do not. I do not like yeah. trees. It's I interesting that desert. you always go wherever there's trees and then decide that's where you're going to live. It's, it's I know, interesting. But it doesn't make any sense. And I, <gasps> I, I love the desert. So I'm like, I love the desert. Here I am. Cool. But I'm, I'm cool with the desert, but I'm not cool with trees. So it's fuck Seattle the trees. PTSD. That's why. No, it is. I think it's Washington. I just don't like, you know, I just got tired of it. Yeah. Of heard. the trees. I like, prayer. Right? I like, like planes and stuff, you know, and, and like marshes. You know, but I mean, <laughs> bog witches. <laughs> I love bog witches. Those are great. But um, yeah, planes and yes. Anyways, so we have a really cool guest and uh, I'm excited because our producer reached out to her and got her on the show. And I'm really excited about her. Natalie Fondanalition is a graphic designer living in Ohio. Natalie has had her work at the Mises Institute, Mises.org, WikiLeaks and more. And she writes articles on Mises.org and on homeschooling. So, Raylene, prepare for liftoff. Copy that, Johnny. Covers, tie-downs, and grounding cables. Removed as required. Communications connected. Check. Preamps in the green. Check. Cold beer. Double check. Thrusters are hot, Raylene. Are you ready to rock? All systems go, Johnny. Let's blast Let's off blast with off. Natalie Danilishan! <laughs> Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. So, I mean, you've done some really cool stuff with the Mises Institute. You've worked with them. You've done Mises U, or you've been a, you know, you've actually helped with Mises U. What are you doing right now? You're a graphic designer, is that right? I'm a graphic designer. I, I basically do contracting work for several companies, and a lot of it is libertarian-leaning. I enjoy it. I love it. How do you find those companies? Like, do you, like, I mean, do you go, hey, I'm a libertarian, you are too, so let's work with together or is that how it works i don't know they've always found me 
I've, I've always been offered jobs. I've never really been searching for them, so I really don't know how to find them. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I I, that I'm asking for a friend. I have a guy yeah. who knows a guy. Yeah. Johnny actually writes comic books also. I don't know if you knew that. And really cool. Yeah, and so he's like in the same wheelhouse. So it's, uh, so he's probably like going, hmm, I could do this too. His would be more like comic booky. Could you do comic books? That would be great. Yeah. I'm broken window. You bust yet? Yes. Do the do all the libertarian classics in comic book form. I think that's a great idea, actually. So I mean, I don't know. I've just been seeing all this stuff going on, and I've been putting posts out on Facebook, and I've been talking about masks. And what's really bothering me or concerning me is the amount of people that it has consumed. Like every day, I'm going out to the store. I'm going to get beer, I'm going to get groceries or whatever, get gas for that goddamn matter. People are wearing masks and all these businesses now, like I'm, I'm all about property rights, but all these businesses, I don't know if they're mandated by the state or the federal government, but they're requiring people to wear masks. Now I have to function within society. A lot of times I try to push the envelope and say, you know, I'm not gonna wear it. And I walk in and I look like a <laughs> Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> However- Oh, especially if you're coughing. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry about that. So, like, what do you, what do you have to, what, what's your thoughts on the mask thing? And, uh, I mean, is it government overreach? Is it really about COVID-19 or is it about control? Well, it's about control and it's definitely government overreach. It's a mandate. It's not a law. And the fact that the states are requiring businesses to, you know, mandate this and just force businesses to put it into effect sure. and make their people, you know, attack people without wearing masks, then it's just, it's insanity. I don't know why all this is happening, but it's insane. Mm. And they shouldn't be mandated to wear masks. Nobody should be. I'm with you. Ever. A company should not be doing this. Actually, I, not too long ago, I was at my bank and they said, put on a mask or you can't get your money. Well, I put on the mask and I went in, I got my money out and I closed that bank account. Because I refuse to go to someplace that actually, you know, forces me to either wear a mask or get my money out. That's completely wrong in my opinion. But it, yeah, it's all about control. And sometimes I see people wearing masks. I'm like, you know, that's like the last thing they should be worried about. Like 600 pounds overweight and wearing masks. It's <laughs> right. like, you know, no, that, that, that's stuff. insane. And why? It's, it's that but, they've let themselves get 600 pounds overweight. <laughs> and now they're very afraid of death. I mean, well, it's at called the end Uber of this, Eats, it's, right? It's called Uber Eats. People are afraid to go out and it's like, well, let, Uber let me eating. drop ship your <laughs> food, right? I mean, businesses shouldn't be forcing, you know, the government shouldn't be forcing businesses to mandate their laws and wear masks and everything. So Their dress codes. That's what that yeah, is. Mm -hmm. Basically. I mean, they're glorified dress codes. Yeah. But I personally don't believe in wearing a mask. I don't wear a mask anytime the opportunity arises itself. If... The business requires it and they literally tell me go put on a mask i just leave the business i don't i don't go into it it's just overreach by both the business and the government in my opinion mm. let None me ask you a question this has been an argument that i've seen being made by very principled libertarians and this is what is bothering me i think it's kind of like they're coming from the stance that businesses do want this even though they're being mandated and i kind of come from the I mean, first of all, businesses are individuals, okay? A business is a person and they are individuals just like we are. And so assuming that all businesses are the same is, the, is a mistake. But when people are saying that if you go into a store 
when they have a sign posted, which is legally mandated right now for most, many, many states, right? Then if it's legally mandated that they have a post and that they have to do this or they will be fined $10,000 by the LNI repeatedly, then if you go into their store and they don't tell you to leave and allow you to purchase the goods, are you violating property rights or is the store proving that they actually don't care about the masks? They're just doing it because they're being forced. Good question. I mean, yeah, because I personally think that to assume that it's the business's job, not the customers, but it's always the business that needs to stand up to the government when they will be shut down and livelihood will be stopped, but that we have to respect what the business is saying under duress and coercion, or we're violating the business property rights. Isn't that kind of assuming that the business does want this, even though they weren't mandating it before the mandate? I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts on that is I think a lot of businesses, they're probably, you know, considering lawsuits and stuff. And that's one thing that they're worried about. But the thing is, how could anybody really trace back to your business if that person got COVID from there or not? Right. Mm -hmm. They can't. So that's my opinion on it. But um, I mean, it's a property rights issue, too. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, you know, I live in Soviet Ohio. I like to call (laughs) it right now. And there's signs on every single door. I've gone into several several places without, you know, wearing a mask and they're fine with it. They're okay with it. I've never mm-hmm. really had an issue yet besides my bank. Right. And that, you know, that it was a federal bank. So I mean overall, So do you think you're violating that business's rights by not following whatever like this the sign that they have in the front or, or anything like that? Or do you think that they must be not choosing to actually hold it. it. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of places choosing not to enforce it because they are afraid of confrontation. Mm-hmm. I know my local grocery store, I, I live out in the country, my local backwoods country store, they're just not enforcing it at all because they don't want confrontation with, you know. It's a good point. People. Yeah. And, and that's, that's my point too. I mean, another thing the government is forcing the businesses to do is possibly get into a confrontation. Mm-hmm. You know, no, everybody's right. heated up right now. So, so why are they doing this to them? Right. And yeah, they're like triple screwing over the little guy. They yeah. are. They, they really are. You know, they put in lockdown and they put in these mandates and then they're forcing, you know, them to go after their customers to wear masks. And it's just, it's, it's horrible. Why are they doing this to the businesses? That's right. And a lot, a lot of places are going to go out of business because of this. It's already happening. It's yeah. already happening. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like, you know, malls are just going to be dead after this. They're not coming back from this. That's they right. can't. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's the thing. It's like here in uh, Arizona, we have Circle K's and we have Chevron's and AMPM's and um, especially the gas stations. That's where I go a lot because I get cigarettes and I get Slurpees and I get my coffee and gas. And the thing is, is Slurpees uh, I do. so I, funny. That's my new, that's my new thing. You're in Arizona, so. Yeah, it's like my new thing. Blue raspberry Slurpees all day long. That's that's what I rock. I love those things. Anyways, Circle K is very adamant about mask, enforcing the mask policy. And they have the best Slurpees too, and that's what sucks. But uh, Chevron, on the other hand, you know, every Chevron across the state, I'm talking in Phoenix and in Flagstaff and in between, everywhere in between, they're very loosey-goosey. I walk in without a mask, they don't say Some of the guys behind the counter don't have a mask on. They don't say yeah, Circle they're just K. actually relieved. The businesses seem to be relieved when my husband walks in without a mask. Right. Right? right. Like, oh, good. We could take ours off. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I do, you know. But it's very frustrating for me 
because I feel like, again, this is a positive right other people want. And there's yes, a lot of Karens out there. Right. Why do I have to wear a mask to make you feel better? I mean, if you're really worried about it, why don't you just wear one and we're good? Yeah. It, it, well, they, people have all been conditioned, you guys. I mean, here I'm going to go a little bit into the more natural medicine stuff and say they have been back in the day. They used to say you have to vaccinate your kids or they could get these diseases. And they have almost everybody vaccinates. And then the, when there are just a few outliers who don't, the, the, the minority, I mean, a very small amount of people don't vaccinate. Then they say, we have to make you vaccinate. And everyone says, well, why? why what are you worried about? If your vaccines work, then, then we don't have to vaccinate. Then you shouldn't be worried about our kids. So then they came up with this campaign and this belief that now you have to vaccinate your kids for these other kids that might not be able to get vaccines. That was that's what they they've been transferring it over into positive rights with health care for a very long time. And this is all government and corporation sponsored corporations that have zero liability. And even the new vaccine that's going to be coming out, Bill Gates and the manufacturers of these vaccines got it in writing that they would not be held liable for any injury that's before right. releasing. And on wow. top of okay, it, this is, this is it's going to be do the it. businesses that are going to be the ones that administer it, just like the tax, exactly. right? So like, yes. if you want to work here, you have to have make sure that you have your vaccine card. And they right? will be paying the businesses to do this that's to their right. employees. That's right. That's a fact. Yes. And this is what they do. So they're yep. going to enforce it through the, the dollar. Right. And vaccines so, are the only thing in the world in or in America right now that has no liability when there's injury. They actually put a tax on it to anything that gets paid out. So that's what they're going into. But you think about it. This is why everyone says you have to wear a mask to protect me and I'll wear a mask to protect you. What kind of circle jerk is this? That's right. That's and right. It's total. I mean, I don't believe in vaccines either. So, uh, I mean, Personally, it's I used just, to. <laughs> it should, yeah, it, it should be up to the individual to decide what happens to their body. I mean, you're sovereign over your own body, and that's how it should be. I agree. You know, once you, once you give government control of that, you, you basically just hand them over all, all your rights. Well, they're so, taking control of it, aren't they? By, yeah. by, by stopping the means of production, by getting in between consenting adults with their business. I mean, this is like, actually, this is actually biblical. I mean, they talk about, you know, everyone talks about, you know, end times and the mark of Cain and everyone, right? And literally, just so you guys know, the mark of Cain is something that cannot be hidden from your either face or hand or something of the like. And they, and if you don't get it, they won't let you use the roads or businesses or do any commerce. That's what it says in the Bible. I'm with you. It's crazy. Natalie, really quick though, what's your uh, thoughts on this coin shortage? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can give you my take on it. Maybe you have a similar take. I don't know. But like what I'm thinking is this is just a ploy. Now, they're saying that like, oh, they left the, you know, they laid off workers from the mint, the minting industry because of COVID-19. And that's why huh. there's a shortage of coins. But to me, I think it's actually getting to the point where the dollar actually costs more to make than the dollar is actually worth. And on oh, top yeah. of that, it's just another way to enter into a cashless society. So if you have no more cash and nobody accepts cash, they could shut you off at any time if you're not part of the system. Yeah, I, I mean, I really think it's a shift towards a cashless society. That That's my opinion on it. If you want my economic sure. opinion, I think we yeah. should abolish the Fed, abolish it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it, it's completely devalued the dollar. I mean, it's made us worse off. It's, you know, 
just done horrible things to the economy and it just needs to be abolished. But definitely, yeah, the coin shortage is like total in my opinion. And I think it's part of the reason too, that they're trying not to get people into accustomed to just using cards more and not cash. And it's really crazy because everywhere I go up in Ohio, there's signs with (laughs) there's signs with wear a face mask, coin shortage. And I'm just like, this is 2020. What? Mm-hmm. It's really insane. puts agorism and uh, black markets really under the spotlight in a new way too, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And you're just comply. Like, comply. Where's gonna go from here? Yeah. They won't let you have commerce unless you comply. So it's how does that like work? They live. They live. Movie. They're like comply. You know, yeah. a lot of people yeah. need to be putting on their glasses right now. Obey. You know, to see what's actually going on. You know, maybe a lot of people need to take off their face masks and see what's going on. Take a breath of fresh air and get some oxygen into your brain. You know? Totally. No, no, I'm with you. And like, here's the thing, though. It's just like, what happens when you don't have exact change? Do they just take the rest of it? Yes. Yes, they do. Okay. Yes, they I have do. Not... That's what you're doing in Ohio. They're like, oh, you can, you know, even up to donate to this company or whatever, and but we can't give you change. And I'm like, that's great. You know, I'm forcefully having to give to charity. Just make me like cut off half a banana and give it back and be like, okay, I'll leave. And then just take yeah. your half a banana. Cut just a knife it right in the half and right in their line and say, keep half of this banana and then leave. Like, just this is. Yeah. It, Sorry. it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. And I'm just, you can't go into a store anymore without getting high anxiety. Really. You can't I feel like walk I'm walking in into a goddamn it. hospital, though, every, everywhere I go. So, for example, which doesn't make any sense is I went to dinner the other night, and of course you're made to wear a mask to walk into the establishment, but then when you sit down, you could take your mask off and eat, yet they have AC going, and the whole system, it just doesn't make any sense. Oh, I agree with that, because every time I'm like, they're wearing a mask, but everybody's breathing the same air. That's right. Why? And then I actually saw some guy actually tried to eat the other day with his mask still on. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Why are you even trying that? Your mask is getting filthy. And then I watch people all day touch their mask over and over and over again. And I'm just like, the germs are going right to your face and staying there all day. I know. And they they change them. There are literally people who don't change their bedsheets once a month who are wearing masks. And I find that hilarious in my mind. Because it's like, you have a filthy bed, but you, you wear the same Mask. Oh, the, the mask specifically. Like I was just okay. So Google. I don't know if you guys know this, but they suppress anything that they don't. The searches that they don't want you yeah. to find. Okay. Um, you, if you think, yeah. Um, I heard there's a, even better ones out there. I'm I'm still uh, trying to remember the names. During the Wayfair scandal stuff, I was finding search engines, so I I screenshotted them so I would remember later. But um, one of the things that you can do is think outside the box a little bit and start googling those things, and you can find proofs for yourself. And, and uh, what I just posted about yesterday was that you can get pulmonary disease from having bacteria from your mouth. So anybody with gingivitis, gum disease, cavities, anything that they have going on, bacterial, just even food in their teeth or on their tongue can get in your lungs and cause pneumonia and then heart issues because your lungs and heart are tied together so, so much as organs. Now, when you think about this, if you have a mask on, Think about how, especially a dirty mask that you're wearing for long periods of time after eating or anything, and your mouth is just sitting there incubating extra germs, and no one's talking about the lung issues and respiratory issues that they can and very potentially will get just from the bacteria in their mouth. 
okay, their own bacteria. And no one is actually talking about that. Yet you can go find it on even like Colgate website that this is a, a fact. There are many medical studies proving this. Why is no one talking about actual science? They they keep wanting to make it about protecting grandma, but then they take people who have COVID and put them with all the old people in a lockdown room. And then they these old people die, especially after they got a flu shot, which makes them more susceptible to respiratory illness. It's amazing to me how it's so anti-science, all of it. Yeah, my grandma, she actually, bless her heart, she has cancer and she's in a nursing home right now and she's in lockdown. I haven't seen oh. her in four months. And these are like the last years of her life. I know because, yeah. you know, she just lost a leg. She's a mess. And, this is tragic. And, and I literally can't go see her. I can't go visit with her, you know, the last years of her life. And it kills me. I'm like, oh. and it's not her choice. Not by her choice. I, I can I can Skype with her sometimes, but I mean those it, the nursing home actually makes us you know schedule and plan out. But it's just do eighty year olds really care about living another year? I mean, because these are the most susceptible groups, eighty plus. You know, uh, how how much do they do they want to stop seeing their grandchildren before they go? Is, I mean, how much does it really mean to them? And that's something that I think a lot of America needs to sit down and think about. And mm -hmm. they're taking all of this out too on the children. You know, my daughter hasn't been to a playground in four months. That's terrible. And, you know, we've been out every day, though. I mean, it's like I'm one of those people need sun. They need germs. They need to build immunity. They need fresh air. That, I mean, that's like my approach to it all. And so far, we haven't gotten sick. But, I mean, it, it's just, I don't know. A lot of people, they're not considering that everything that the government is doing has, you know, unintended consequences and they're just going to keep going and going. Um, like in 2008, when the recession happened, I think it was like half a million people more than normal died from cancer. Right. And that's what's mm. going to happen. That's what's going to happen right now because people are not getting the medical treatment they need. Masks are making them sick. Mm -hmm. I get a migraine every time I have to put one on. I put one on three times total and I've gotten a migraine each time because I have asthma and it's just, I can't breathe. I literally can't breathe. So what is, about the government? what is it about the government, you know, where they don't want you to breathe, apparently? I have no idea. Well, <laughs> ask Eric Garner. It's like, what the <laughs> you know? Yeah, but that's the thing. It, it, like, all your points are, are spot on. I mean, like, we're dealing with a society that is enforcing this. Like, they are, our own people are turning against each other because of this. Yeah. And they're expecting that. They don't need the police to enforce this. They have Karens everywhere. Brown you know? shirts everywhere. Karens or just yes. a-holes yes. on every corner. And you're just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. Someone came up to my daughter at the park last weekend and said, please stay six feet away from my daughter to her. They walk past her. She says hi to the kid and they tell her to stay away. I'm like, you stay away. We're... <laughs> Right. That is one thing that just boils my blood when I see kids like wearing masks. Me too. It's like babies. <laughs> right. Babies. Yeah. And then I saw a pregnant woman today with a face mask on. And I'm oh. like, you're literally breathing for two. Why are you wearing a face mask? That's right. Lack of oxygen. <laughs> Come on. Lack of oxygen. That's going to, you know, induce labor or something. That's insane. It is. So it's it's just it's mind boggling because I'm, I'm just, why are people doing this? I know. Why? Why are they just putting on the mask and obeying? Oh, they believe it, you know, and I, look, we're voluntarists at heart. All of us are, okay? If they want to, wear the mask, but leave me alone. And and not only that, I, all of the videos I'm watching, all of my friends, I had an old man attacked my friend in the store 
they're not following arrows and then blocked her. So she couldn't even, she turns around, says, oh, I didn't see. She turns around and he blocks her way with his cart within, you know, one foot and he won't move. And he yells at her about her mask. And I'm thinking the distancing has so, it's so much more scientifically sound. Uh, if we're talking about vapor in the air, then, then your mask and you don't, and you don't care. So like they're attacking people, leave us alone, just distance okay. yourself. You're right. And one last thing, again, I'm going to go back over the whole COVID-19 thing. And again, uh, me and my buddy were, you know, kind of looking at the numbers and again, even the numbers are wrong. They've been, or have been reported wrong, but still let's just take those numbers that are incorrect and still add those up and take the number of people in, who are infected supposedly, right? And divide that by the population of your state or across the country, it doesn't matter. It's still 0. 0.0057 or six zero. I mean, that's one one hundredth of the population, yet we are doing this. We are destroying yeah. the economy. We are printing money that we can't afford to print. Mm-hmm. We are destroying the dollar. There are all these mm-hmm. factors, but we're doing this because of 0. 0.0056 of the people who are infected, and those numbers are wrong on top of it. They're inflated. I'm not saying that they're deflated. Those numbers are inflated. So again, you know, COVID-19 may exist. It very well, I think it does, right? Some people, some libertarians are like, no, 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 it's all No, there's something there. (laughs) Again, but I'm going to say why. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe. They're all liars. Who are we going to believe? I mean, even the antibody tests are picking up the regular common cold, the original coronavirus. So what do we know? Really? We're listening to these same assholes that are making us do this. Maybe. Okay, fine. Let's just say it is. Let's say it it is a hoax, right? I mean. Just maybe is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know for certain. I'm not in hospitals. You don't see Johnny at the hospital. Hey, guys, is it real? You know? And of course, it could be somebody with the flu or have a lung infection or pneumonia. It doesn't matter, right? I mean, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Yes, they're making money. Hospitals are getting government subsidies from the mm-hmm. feds, right? Ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars each person yeah. mm-hmm. per person who has COVID nineteen. And I'm, guess what? That dude dies. Guess what? Died of COVID nineteen. Because yep. I get ten thousand dollars. Yep. Stub your toe, COVID. Uh-huh. I mean. It was the other day I was talking to a friend of mine and they said that they tested her grandmother for COVID 11 times. And each one of those times it counted as a case. Yep. Yep. Yes, that's happening case. everywhere. Yes. I'm yes. just like, that's insane. Yeah. So yep. somebody that's goes insane. to the hospital. Do I have COVID? They check them. Yes. You're positive for COVID. Then they go back for a second visit. They test them again. That's another case. Yep. Exactly. So that's why the cases have gone up. You idiots. All right. God damn. Yep. People wake it's up. just tasting. Yeah. yeah. everywhere. It's insane. And, and people really don't see that. And I, I don't know. Robert Higgs has a great quote. It's uh, without popular fear, a government won't last 24 hours. Yeah. And that that's what we're seeing right now. They're just instilling fear in us because they want us to see them as gods, basically save us from ourselves. And people, you know, people don't know how to save themselves. They don't. They live off Men don't know so how to change a tire. All right. I'm telling you this right now. Men do not know how to change a tire, Natalie. So, of course, That's we're insane. in this position. Go ahead, Riley. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm into it. But if it wasn't this, it would be something else. Because at the heart of it all, we need to be able to conquer our fear. We all have fear, every yep. one of us. But what the government has done is taken fear and taught us how to polarize and, and attack 
other people to be the scapegoat. And this is um, just satanic, in my opinion, is the scapegoating nature of ego. And it's one thing to be afraid, but when we don't want to conquer our own fear or tackle that, then we look to others to blame for it. And ultimately, we all need to just admit that we are going to die. We cannot control others. We cannot control what the world is doing. And then we make peace with that and find peace in our hearts. And the problem is nobody out there knows how to do that or even understands that that's the solution. Right. And, and if they did, we would all live in an anarchist society with no problems. It's true. Yeah, it's, it's that's true. true. That's right. And we're yeah. self-regulating. I mean, we would actually regulate ourselves. The and only time we don't is when we think we have the state to enforce things for us. That's correct? right. That's right. Exactly. You know, and I exactly. think we'd be a lot happier and I think we'd be a lot stronger as a society and it would bring cultures and families and communities together without Beautiful. the government. They have completely yes. brought us apart. We, they caused yes. division. I mean, look what's going on with BLM. Look what's going on with Antifa. Look what's going on with the Boogaloo movement. Oh, All right. Look yeah. at what's going on with people who are not deemed essential. Look what's going on with them. So you have people who are on welfare right now, government welfare, because they lost their job to what? Ladies, COVID-19, right? Uh -huh. And there they are. To and the they're making, of, yes. <laughs> they're making more money than most people who have to work still. Mm -hmm. Is that yeah. not going to cause division? Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to cause division. And every time I see a sign, one of those signs, like, oh, a hero lives here. And then we're in this together. If we were in this together, well, oh, oh trust me, we're not, we're not. We're not in this together. We're not. And the most galling ones are if it saves one life. Well, you know, I know a lot of people, actually. I think I'm up to five now, five people I, I, I've known personally or know through other people who have committed suicide since the COVID madness started. Oh. And so it's like... It's not saving lives. It's killing lives. It's taking away lives and, and, and livelihood. really don't and livelihoods. And people don't see that. People are just getting depressed. Kids are going hungry. People aren't getting the medical care they need. So and it's just it gets worse and worse and worse. I'm with you. And they don't they don't see it. Nobody sees it. I do. And it's like why? Because they're inside and watching like freaking CNN. That's why. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's what it is. I'm just saying, it's but look at the division crazy. that's going on. I mean, do you, you don't, I mean, do you guys think that this is intentional? I mean, look at Facebook right now. I mean, even though we all hate Facebook, we all use it. Why? Well, yep. because everyone's on Facebook. Everyone's on okay, Facebook. Sorry, on, guys, like, we can go, go to, please. Yeah, I mean, we can go somewhere else, me, we, whatever the, the, the alternatives are, but there's no one out there. It's like MySpace, right? Try going to yeah. MySpace, yeah. So like, that's where my point is. We are in a, a time of division. I think Facebook, I mean, there is Antifa going on right now. They are looting people. They are rioting. They are stealing from people, letting the property damage, hurting and beating up people. And yet they're still out on Facebook. Yet the Boogaloo movement are the terrorists. We have not done a goddamn thing. Why is that? What the f Oh, f Facebook. We know why they're doing it. A bunch of lefties, but whatever. But I mean, this is what pisses me off. It's just like we're dealing with the censorship. And again, Facebook has the right well, to censor. They do. They have federal unmarked cars pulling See, people off the street right now in Portland. I okay? really don't believe Facebook has the right to censor because I personally believe that all social media is in bed with government. And if you're in bed with government and you get subsidies from them or anything, I mean, I personally don't believe that they should be able to, you know, censor people because of that. I mean, if you're in bed with government, you should have an open platform. That's my opinion. That's a good point. I, I get agree. you. Because that's therefore cronyism, right? 
Exactly. But at what point, I mean, that's kind of a slippery slope in an argument because and then we could say, well, if you've ever received government assistance ever in your life, well, therefore you don't own your business anymore and you, therefore you have no property rights. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, where it's do we draw the line? At the same time, yeah. You know, where do we draw the line? That's that's yeah. the point I'm trying to get at is where do we draw the line between private and public and cronyism? Stop taxation and subsidization, and then it's over. Well, I agree. Yeah. again, that there, therefore oh, we would have that. Mm-hmm. Yes, we would have that that very legit line in the sand, which we do not have. Anyway, so make sure you check out America's fastest growing number one pro liberty radio program, Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is on how many nights per week? Raylene? Seven nights per week. At 190 plus radio stations coast to coast and is pro-liberty every issue every time. So check out freetalklive.com. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Anyway, so this is Johnny Rocket with Raylene Lightheart. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Rock and roll. Raylene Lightheart. Bam! Hey. You 
having fun on this show. You know it. You know it's it. A good one. And we're, we're talking all on the to, same page, so it's awesome. <laughs> and we're talking to Miss Natalie Danilishin. Bam! Thank you so much for being here on the show. Thanks for having me. And there's actually going to be like effects and so it's not just me like, yay! There's going to be like music and going on. Really? That's cool. Yeah, so what we do here on the second segment, it's called Rocket Fire. What we do on Rocket Fire, Natalie, is I'm going to ask you a series of 10 questions. These questions will be politically related. And if you can answer these questions between 30 to 60 seconds, that'd be badass. Natalie, are you ready to play Rocket Fire? Yes, let's go. All right, here we go. Question one. What makes art art? Classical art, something that people admire. Okay, so is that your final answer? That's my final answer, I think. That's the best I could think of. All right. Question two. Tobacco use in the U.S. has dropped in half by since 1970. Was accomplished without arresting a single tobacco user or smoker. And it's been done through public education and prevention, not the criminal justice system. What could be said from that regarding drugs, illegal drugs that we have now? I personally think all drug laws should be abolished, including tobacco laws. I mean, if you can go fight in a war at 18 and you can't smoke until 21, I find that ridiculous. You can die for your country, but you can't smoke. Right on. I really, I mean, I personally don't think it's a great thing. I'm with you. I, I really don't. Rock and roll. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, why can't you do that? <laughs> right on. Question three. Why would the NRA support Republicans but stay clear of libertarians? I honestly don't know that one. I mean, you would think they would love it. I mean, we all love guns, don't we? We do. I do. <laughs> I mean, I have. I have a small um, arsenal here, yes. So, I, I mean, I think it's just, you know, libertarian. It's not the biggest platform that they could be on. Republican is. So that's probably the best answer to that. All right. Question four. What do you think the difference is between politics and political science? Ha. Oh, they're both <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> is that your final answer? <laughs> All right. All right. So this is All right, gotcha. Question five. Do you think public policy should reflect the opinion of the public? Well, yeah, but then again, a lot of the times public doesn't even know what they want. They rely on the public or they, they rely on, you know, government to make their opinions known mentally for them. So here's a caveat to that, though. So do you think then democracy is a good thing? No, democracy is a god that failed. I'm going to say hop on that one. I do not think democracy is a good thing at all. So then <laughs> would public policy reflect the opinion of the public? No. <laughs> should it? I mean... <laughs> No, I mean, we're too big. I actually think we need to break up. That's my opinion. I think we all need to break up because there's too many opinions and not enough people representing those opinions. I gotcha. It's like everyone's got one. All right. Question six. How do you see faith-based organizations, private organizations working to help extreme poverty? And how do you think are some possible reasons for the disenchantment that one has characterized for political participation? So what do you think of faith-based charities, organizations, and stuff like that? And what, what is your opinion? Do you think that's a, a logical solution to uh, ending, you know, the homeless problem? Or, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, I, I do believe it's a logical solution. Um, a part of the thing I believe in is, you know, taxation and stuff. That's my thing. Bam! And if, 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 we, if we didn't have taxation, we could definitely give to more charities voluntarily. 
Well, why let the people decide where their money goes instead of where the government decides where it goes? That, that's one of my biggest things. I'm with you on that, 100%. Question seven. Political engagement or political involvement? Mm, political involvement. Okay. I, I personally believe, I mean, I'm a big fan of Thomas Massey, so I like him, but that's about it. What do you think Maybe of Justin Amash? I mean, what's your thoughts on him? I mean, it was it was out of the Republicans, oh. it was Amash, Massey, and you had Paul. Yeah, Justin Amash, him and I have actually gone rounds on Twitter together. Nice. Good for you. I'm actually going to give you an award for that. A Johnny Rocket, no prize. There you go. That's awesome. No prize, yeah. Uh, I was hoping for a mug. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe I'll send you mine, yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin Amash, he, he's just, he, he, you know, he started in the Ron Paul thing, and then he, that's how he got voted into office. He was on the, you know, and then he just kind of moved away from that. And it kills me because every time I see a post from him take off, I'm like, it was good. But, you know, if you just put in the Fed at the end of it, mm -hmm. you know, or something really hammer home those you know basic points that Ron Paul always did. And I don't see that. I see it with Thomas Massey, but I don't see it with Justin Maj. And I, I, from what I hear, too, he's not he's not coming back into um, office. He's not running again. OK, well, that's. I mean, he did do some good things. He really did, he do, did some... do He did do some good things. Oh, I'm not going to knock him for that at all. Right, he did. Um, yeah, he did several, several good things. And, you know, I'm sure he's a great guy and not knocking him personally or anything. But Thank God I he didn't a... win and he dropped out yeah. of the Libertarian Party presidential candidate, you know, for the, the candidacy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I was, I was a her hornburger. I'm sorry. Me too. Me too. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not really feeling Joe right now either. Yeah. At all. Okay, let's so, talk. Let's talk about that after this. All right. Yeah, yeah. What would yeah, anarchists please, do? I want to be in that. <laughs> yeah. What would anarchists do in response to the COVID nineteen outbreak? Is there local solutions, and what should anarchists do? See, that's a tough one because it's it's not. Once again, it's like lumping anarchists into one group, whereas everybody is an individual. What can individuals do? Well, they can just start kind of pushing back on every level. You know, don't wear a mask if you don't want to. Let it be completely voluntary. You know, tell your governors to open up uh, or just start opening up. I mean, that's my opinion. Or I agree. you can start a little Hapa Island somewhere. Hapa Island. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I'm with you. Question nine What is the difference among political activism and political participation? I mean, I don't know because I'm not really involved in politics at all. I mean, I'm not either, but I am. But, but, I mean, politics gets involved with you, I guess. It does. I mean, that's kind of like the difference there. You can either participate or not, but you're still going to be affected. I'm an activist it. because I'm out here doing this show. We're talking about the We're saying government. This Yeah. I'm an activist versus political participation would be I'm in the Republican Party and I'm here to vote somebody in for you. Where I'm going out there and, like, we're activists. All of us are because we're out there every day telling people, you know what, wake the up. You know, and I think yeah. that's more important sometimes, you know, than the actual political participation. Oh, yeah. All right. Question 10, the final question. Do you think urban people are more typically supportive of gender equality? No. <laughs> why? I'm just curious why. I mean. I <laughs> Come know. on. It's okay. The show will be edited if you say something really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still thinking about earlier today. I took my kids on a walk and I saw that there there were rocks, you know, those painted rocks that people have. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it just said trans lives matter on it and everything. And uh, on the other side of the rock, usually it's like some hippy dippy quote or something, but it was like trans lives matter and everything and gender equality. And I'm, I'm just like, why are there like so many genders? Why? I know. <laughs> Pull down your pants. If you have a penis, you're a man. If you have a vagina, you're a girl. How about oh, that? Oh, God. Now we're in trouble, guys. We're in <laughs> big just, trouble. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why are people doing this? It's like, oh my God, why do I need six different bathrooms? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. All right, that's Rocket Fire giving up for Natalie Demolition. Yeah. Good job. That was tough. It was. Those are some tough ones. Enough. Sorry about that, but those were tough. Okay. Anyways, that was Johnny Rocket with Raylene Lightheart. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Rock and roll. Hey, this is Blast Off with Johnny Rocket. I'm here with my real truth, Miss Raylene Lightheart. Bam. Yeah, all right. So I know you guys want to get into the whole Joe and Spike thing. Yeah, see, so that's the thing. I wanted with. that to happen. Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about voting first. Why don't people, even libertarians, seem to understand that the popular vote doesn't even count in the election of POTUS? Why don't the regular people, like... Every forum that you're in, every group that you're in, every neighbor you talk to, your mom, your your brother, that guy down the street, and libertarians, why don't they understand anything about the EC and that the popular vote itself is basically an internet poll? And what are your arguments for voting? How do you make them? I don't vote. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it because voting is violence or is it because you know it's a dog and pony show? Where are you at? It's not violence, and uh, in my opinion, but I just don't believe that my vote counts. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't. I, I, you know. Literally doesn't. It literally doesn't. Like, it doesn't get counted mm -hmm. and everything. And I think it was like Ohio or Michigan or something. It's like they counted the votes or whatever, and but none of the votes actually counted or mattered. I was watching a podcast episode about it the other mm -hmm. day from ECCU, and I was just like, yeah, so why vote? Yeah, it's all a lie, right? We, I, I we've know. been lied I, I to. I still, I get it. I understand, especially with when it comes to presidential elections and stuff like that. Specifically presidential, right? Exactly. Local races, your vote does count, right? But again, going back to like the president and federal laws and all that. No, it doesn't matter. I do it anyways, just because it's already there. You know what I mean? Do you I might use it as, as well. a protest? Because I always tell people if you're going to vote, do well, something that can influence the next election. And technically, it is violence. I mean, I do believe it's violence. Absolutely, 100%. But again, I'm a libertarian and I believe in self-defense. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if everyone else is going to use violence against me, I can use violence back. But it, and that if is you my don't have an EC vote, how, what's the, the, the point of your vote isn't going to do anything. It may not. No, it but just the thing can't. Is, it, uh, so, yeah. But what it does is it sends a signal. Yeah, okay, right? so it's a message. Just like anything yeah, like else. Yeah, protest. Mm -hmm. it, exactly. So if, if enough people vote libertarian... They have to mark Eventually, that down. Yeah. They have to take that into consideration. And this is what I'm trying to say is that it's just a protest. Exactly. And I vote negatively on everything. So if there's a uh, a policy or what, like what, a what gun do they law have in Washington? Or something. Yeah, like a gun law. That yeah. Should the government put together the new school down the street? No. Yeah. Should the government build a new library? No. Yeah. Yeah. I vote negatively against everything. Yeah, okay. So to me, that makes so sense. So let's talk about then, so we have a, a protest voter. We have a person who isn't even decided this year. My, I'm married to a, a person who does not believe in voting. And we have a non-voter because it doesn't matter. So we're all kind of in a similar space. Now, 
Spike is amazing. Are you guys into Spike Owen? I think he's. I like Spike. Just so. I do too. Good I love. At it. I love Spike. He's good he's at what great. he's doing. Yeah. And then Joe, who's been around for very even Michael Malice is actually sticking up for Joe. Been around a very long time. Joe yeah, Jorgensen. he has. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I see her pandering to the left talking points, and I'm just like. Oh. I've seen that too. Yeah. And I'm wondering why that is. Probably, and again, probably, I, yeah, let's just toss out our ideas. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say it's probably, you know, Nicholas giving her talking points or something. The ex chairman of the Libertarian Party <laughs> giving her talking points. I saw he posted it too. And I was just like, uh, I blocked Sarah him on Larkin. Twitter. That was the best day ever. Oh, um, my. Every time I get into a, an argument with or a discussion with Nick's artwork on Twitter, he likes to make snarky comments. And then when you get him in a corner, because what he's saying doesn't make sense, or you ask him specific questions, he refuses to answer. He just ghosts. And he's such a yeah, He does ghost. Such a Really quick about Joe Jorgensen. I have to say, she has said some really great out there. I mean, she has talked about, you know, the ATF, how it's not constitutional. Federal Reserve. Amazing stuff. She has talked about freedom and choice and all these things that are, I'm like, yes, 100%. And she kind of came out of the woodwork out of nowhere. I mean, like when she was running the cam- her campaign, I didn't even know who the hell she was. She was kind of like this, who is this chick? You know, I had Me no too. idea. And, you know, looking more and more at what she's been doing, I really do like it. I mean, I know that a lot of gun, you know, 2A guys are very much in support of her because of her stance on the Second Amendment. However, she did make that thing about, you know, libertarians just can't be racist. We have no. to be anti-racist. Not, you, it can't be not, yeah, not, you just, it's not enough to be not racist. It's, you have to be okay. actively anti. Yeah. Actively anti, whatever. It's the same thing. I mean, I didn't. Well, for the listeners that didn't know, we, we want to make sure. Yeah, I, I, I screwed it up. All right, whatever. But it's something like along those lines. <laughs> but like, I, I got the, I got the gist of it, right? However, you know, I did talk to somebody who had recently talked to her at the Libertarian National Convention. And, uh, you know, when they were having a conversation and did a Q&A with her, she said, you know what? I hate identity politics. And that was her response to it. And um, again, but is it her campaign that's doing this or is it Joe herself? I, I don't know. But again, it's just like, I don't like Marxism, but libertarians should be anti-Marxism. You know, it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> I don't know. What do you what do you have to say about this? I mean, the whole thing I was just amazed by. Um, Eric July, he did a he did a lot of really good stuff back to it, and so did yeah. uh, Zuby. I don't know if you guys know who Zuby is. He was another great one who you know responded. And I was personally, my my personal thought is you should just be left up to the individual. No matter. I mean, why are they trying to control how we think or believe? And, you know, you can choose not to associate with people who are racists, and I don't on, in general on a daily mm-hmm. basis. I don't think anyone but, I mean, would admit that it, either, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't in general. I mean, I, I mean, but, you know, you never really know how about people you, these days. But here's the thing. How can you stop what somebody thinks? Oh, you, how you can can't. you stop it? Exactly. How can you control it? How, how, why would you? I mean, I, I would feel so much better if she made a post. We have to be actively anti-Fed. Okay, wow. Yeah, I totally get that. Yes. A lot of Ron Paul's talking points, if the libertarian movement just used them, mm-hmm. they would be so much better off. 
you know, yeah, exactly. in my opinion. And they're just not. They're just like going their own way and, you know, pandering to the left along the way. And that's why I can't join the Libertarian Party. I can't. I would like to. I know so many great people in there. Um, the Mises Caucus is wonderful. I love all of those guys. Good people. But... I, I just I can't on principle join because of these things. Well, especially because here's the thing. It's it's libertarians are the ones with the problem here. And it's because we're we are very, very particular about word choice. All right. We have a very large group of intellectuals and philosophers, both of which are obsessively careful about word choice and will fight to the almost death over them. All right. And you know, I, I gotta give it to the purists who do keep that sword sharpened and keep us on point because word choice does matter and words oh. are important. And and so for that, it just feels like a slip up because she tried to explain it in her second tweet. I do think it was pandering to normies. I definitely yes, I think agree. that you are correct. And it would probably be more leftist leaning normies. It's the libertarians that are the problem, not the normies. That said, normies are commies. Normies are all outside with their brand shirts on trying to report their neighbors for not wearing a mask outside at the park. Like They're the, the ones mask with masks in. driving I mean, in their yeah, car I like by themselves. God. So I'm bringing it back. No, just I'm I'm I bring remember back. how much we hate these normies. Like, no, Raylene, though, I want to bring back the whole point of racism. Right. And mm -hmm. I've had this discussion with people and I'm like, but again, we're going back to how can, if the libertarian believes in freedom of choice, your body Mm -hmm. your choice, right? Mm -hmm. How can the Libertarian Party tell people how to act? Yeah, I'm not they're saying telling that them racism, they must. What a stupid word choice. But must. how can, I, again, I agree with you, but I'm just saying, like, let's think about it, though. It's like, I don't know, I'm sure we both know people who are racist. I'm sure we do. Will they admit that they are? Probably not. Yeah, right? and because, racism now is a spectrum because it's one umbrella word. So that also changes it, the spectrum of that exactly, conversation. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what is racism? Because is there a difference between prejudice and... Okay, here you go, Natalie. Is there a difference between prejudice and racism? That's one I want to... Let's hash this out because let's solve the world. Let's do this. Let's do this problem. I mean, I think everybody's a little bit prejudiced on one level or another. I mean, with racism, though, I mean, when I picture racism I, I, from my childhood, I always pictured like the Nazis or, you know, the KKK, and they're, they're making this out to be like, America is some deeply racist country. Well, there's not guys in hoods walking down my street. Mm. So it's like, Neither why, guys why, guns, why, no, no. <laughs> well, some, I, like I said, I live in the country, some shady stuff. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but, but seriously, so it, it's like, wh why are they making everybody out to be deeply racist? You know, and, and if you're a Trump supporter, you're racist. If you like bananas, you're racist. Right. If you and don't just, wear a mask, you're a Trump supporter. Enough. Yes. This is the problem with and, words and that you, start to yeah, come together, the news speak, right? The news speak, exactly. I mean, these are all meaningless words. They have literally taken the word Nazi and made it meaningless. And mm -hmm. I, I personally, I wonder why, but that that that's just how it's going. I mean, Orwell had a, a great article on, you know, meaningless world words and everything. And that, that's what they're doing. They're They're, you know, trying to reshape society. And mm -hmm. you see that time and time and time again with the left. Yes. They yeah. have the narrative. There's no kidding about that. They really do. So what about... How do you change that narrative? You know? So education is the only way to make real change without force, right? And force doesn't actually change hearts. It just subverts 
ideas and pushes things into like the black market, basically, of of mental space. <laughs> it, it really does. So that said, with all the businesses reacting with the BLM and the rioting and, and supporting the riots and even the coming back to masks again, um, Oregon just forced a mask mandate on everybody, unless you're a person of color, because they don't want anybody not wearing a mask to be targeted for discrimination, which makes no sense because if they're the only ones not wearing masks, then they wouldn't be. So that doesn't really make sense. So the rules are getting really strange regarding color, which we were, is more actual segregism or, um, Segregation. Segregation. Thank you. Where was I? And um, yeah, so we're, we're looking at all of these responses, but the businesses do seem to be going a certain way with this. And we are seeing a culture shift of belief in this idea of the umbrella word of racism or a response because mm. maybe they want their businesses not to burn down. Who knows what, what the real yeah. situation is, but that is a social thing. So in that sense, do you think it's important for libertarians to be talking about the positive forward social things or should they be talking about something maybe shouldn't they just be packaging their ideas to encompass the baseline of liberty which is you don't have to do anything and you could be a shitty person as long as you're not hurting anybody and then that's the basis yeah. yeah i mean well i mean i'm again i'm seeing very popular libertarian video makers and and people that are very big in the movement saying it's an nap violation not to wear a mask so like this these people uh, and the party. Like, those people. Yeah, you're yeah, right. And that's why you me don't too. want to join the party those because those people are defining our ideals now. This is insane, right? So what is what do you think the smart way to market ideas is to a world who believes this is something that must be handled? Shouldn't they just talk about the solutions instead of even telling us how to feel? Shouldn't they just be offering solutions? I think I think the first thing we need to do is figure out what the solutions are. Mm -hmm. You know, especially right now, we're in like upside down clown word world and yes. there's like, you just don't know what the solutions are. I mean, we have government, you know, governors locking us down, people making us wear masks. This is unprecedented in my opinion, oh, my at dear. least in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. I've never experienced this. Ever. No one has. You know, 9-11, this is like pale in comparison to mm -hmm. that. And I was a kid when 9-11 happened, but now I'm just seeing it's just the ratcheting it up. And that's what's happening. It's the ratchet effect. So how do we unratchet all of this? That, that's the real question. Yeah. And that's what we need to figure out. And when, when, when it comes to, you know, other people trying to pretend that they're, you know, espousing libertarian ideas and they're not, then you really need to just start putting those people in check and blasting them. You know, you know, and here's the thing. I'm going to say something, and, and I've been seeing a lot of the, you know, left libertarians are in the party, and there's a growing. I mean, the left libertarians Perfect. movement is growing. It is. It's there, and it's. I've been afraid of it for a long time because I know it's happening. And you know, they talk about bottom unity, and I'm like, no, that bottom right unity, and, and let's leave it at that. Economics all the way. Mm. You know, we are dealing with this situation where you know. I don't know. I don't want to get into it. We have to go, but we can talk later. We, we need, What's that? We need free market. We need free markets. We there do. it is. 100%. Just deregulate free markets. Yep. There it is. Yep. It's a solution. It yes. is. Thank you. That's exactly the solution. I'm we with got you. it. All right, ladies. Raylene, prepare for landing. Roger that, Johnny. Seatbelts and shoulder harnesses. Your body, your choice. Landing gear and downward expanders. Defragged and woke. NAP initiative. Oh, NAP initiated. Anti-state superchargers. Defragged and woke. <laughs> <laughs>
Landing, landing lights and guest websites. All right. Hold on. Jesus. Are you okay? Holy moly. Are you okay? Yeah, I need a drink. Just kidding. Natalie. I, just, I haven't drank. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> we can. Natalie, Let's give us your dot coms. Oh, at ChessChick01. You can find me on Twitter. Okay. Oh, on Facebook. I'm there too. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you know what? Thank you so much for everything. I, I just didn't want to get too involved in that last segment. I'd probably get in trouble if I continue going that route. Uh, anyways, that was Tiny Rocket, Raylene Lightheart. Thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, you guys have a wonderful weekend. Rock and roll. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Come on, people. Get on the